I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, as, long, uh, as well as the YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. This coming Saturday, uh, we're going to be hanging out uh, on our various live platforms watching NXT's Vengeance Day. Uh-huh. What is that, like 5 p.m. Pacific, probably? <laughs> probably, I don't know. Coming to you from Charlotte. They're on the road for their premium live events. Yes. So we're going to be checking that out live. So join us for that. We're talking about later on in the month because, look, we got uh, the, the next weekend after that. Well, that's Super Bowl Sunday, so we're both going to be doing stuff. Yeah, the weekend uh, after the, that is Elimination, elimination Chamber. Chamber. And so ACW Hot Stuff. Correct, Hot Stuff. That's right. If you're in the Northern California area, Hot Stuff is coming up. Uh, uh, February 18th. It's actually going to be starting after Elimination Chamber, so mm-hmm. after the show, we're going to run on down there and go hang out at uh, Action Coast Wrestling Hot Stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so be sure to check that out. If you want some live pro wrestling, go check that out. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, we've got, after that, the next weekend, we're thinking about doing a subathon. Yeah. Where we're going to stream for, like, I don't know, five hours, but if we get enough subs and channel members and patrons or whatever... Whatever it is, we'll go more. We'll continue. We'll keep on going. We'll keep, keep the party going, going man. For a maximum of 12 going. hours. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's going down on our live places of distribution yeah. on today's episode of Going In Raw. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite, the king of television, Reign Supreme, Ooh. Larson. Ooh. Heck of a match. A couple of really, really good matches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on Dynamite last night. We're going to talk about that. We've also got a lot of news today. AEW potentially starting a streaming service. Mm. Shawn Michaels talking about the release of Mandy Rose. But first, let's talk about Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, uh, of course, Brock went off on the ringside area after he was eliminated from the Royal Rumble by Bobby Lashley this past Saturday. Picked up the uh, the ring steps, slammed them on the announce table, took the hood of the announce table, threw it in the ring. 
what I say? It was like roughed a bear. A, yeah, yeah, roughed up a ref. Yeah. Yeah, all those things. So, uh, according to Fightful Select, all of Brock's actions may have led to some backstage heat. Fightful reports that they were told that much of Brock's ringside tantrum wasn't planned, including the spot I mentioned where he threw the announced table hood into the ring. But apparently the spot that's getting Brock the most heat was his ringside attack of ref Eddie Orengo. Uh, Fightful states, quote, we're told that initially it looked like he possibly, Eddie, sustained a foot injury, but we're not sure of the status of Orengo. Uh, he had to sell it he had to sell to the back and we're told missed an integral spot towards the end of the match. Ah. So uh, where was uh, here? One source told Fightful, quote, heat is a relative term for Brock Lesnar. He's not going to get in trouble. He's certainly not. Gonna, he's not going to be fired like crime time was. It's a new regime, new rules. I'm not sure anyone involved was mad or not, but some people backstage were. Mm. You know, like the the thing about Brock Lesnar is that he legitimately seems like a scary individual. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I've seen him like do charity stuff, and and he seems, you know, like his, he can be a, his a lovely guy. Just his presence, yeah, is really intimidating. Terrifying. Yeah, oh having boy. been in it briefly. But I mean, that's one thing that I appreciate Brock is that when he's in there, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, he might almost knock out Braun Strowman as a receipt uh, for catching a wayward knee. Uh, or uh, in this case, when he when he muscled that ref with little effort over the barricade, yeah, <clears throat> that looked it looked mean, it looked physical, uh, it looked uh, it looked scary, Larson. And it probably so, was really uh, all those things in reality. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of understand. Yeah, right. But I kind of understand why you know if you have to then change your plans towards the finish of the rumble, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, they're paying Brock a lot of money. I've always I've always seen it as. Brock's trying to give WWE the most bang for their buck. While I'm here, I might as well make it, you know, make the biggest impact I can. Yeah. And so, uh, so well, yeah. You know, what, one of Brock's greatest strengths is believability. Yeah. And then when, when his, you know, his, his direction after he's eliminated is have a fit ringside and he mm-hmm. goes and tears shit up and does stuff mm-hmm. unpredictable, unpredict, that's unpredictable. Yeah. And I'm not trying to excuse him going off book to the extent that he may have injured a ref because that's unacceptable. He shouldn't be doing that. It feeds into the air, the idea that whatever he's doing is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to, to go to the announce table and bash it with the ring steps or, you know, take the hood of it and throw it into the ring. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you shouldn't be dumping. It looks like, cause it looks like the ref just about landed on his head when he got dumped over the barricade. Don't want to yeah, hurt anybody. He, he, he flipped over like yeah. that, you know. But at the same time, it's wrestling, you know. <laughs> I understand there's a certain degree of physicality involved, but usually usually it's physicality that both parties are like, all right, that's what we're doing, cool. When I when I uh, I was Googling uh, images possibly to use for the thumbnail for today's uh, episode, I, I Googled something like Brock Lesnar, Matt, or Brock Lesnar, whatever. I forget what it was. Yeah. And there was one still, and I had forgotten that this had happened, but, you know, he, he's had such a long history. And there, it was a shot of him, and he was grabbing uh, Mike Rome by the neck during mm-hmm. an interview. Mm-hmm. And you see his fingers, and they're so tense and tight. And I'm like, oh, God, that must fucking suck. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just it's, it's part of the – got, you got Brock Lesnar out there. Uh, you know, I, you know, maybe he just thinks, yeah, I, I, my, 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 my thing is being intimidating and scary and being believable doing it. And so I got to be believable doing all those things that would lead people to think that I'm scary and intimidating. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways, nothing's going to happen to Brock. It's just no. a fun little story to talk about here. Yeah, he's not. But, he's not getting suspended or anything like that now. Yeah. No. Before we continue, though, I would like to mention this. Um, Lanny Poffo passed away. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. genius, Lanny Poffo. The genius. Yeah. Um, you know, I, he, he had a career that I think anybody'd be happy with. Mm-hmm. P- perhaps not. You know, the the legendary career that his brother. Uh, uh, the Macho Man. I will. Savage, I yeah. will say this: growing up watching wrestling, when he was the genius, mm-hmm, yeah, of all the people that were on the roster during that time, mm-hmm. he was probably top five in terms of people that left an impression on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, okay. You know, he'd come out, he'd do his poems. Mm-hmm. He, I think a lot of time they were on a, a frisbee, and so he'd throw mm-hmm. the frisbee out in the crowd. Like, yeah, there's a lot of very vivid memories I have watching wrestling as a kid, and one of them is watching Lanny Poffo. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he seemed like a really delightful guy. Like all the interviews I've always I've always seen with uh-huh. him in the past seemed like just a delightful guy. It seemed like a happy guy. And uh, and yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I could probably look it up, but I'm not sure how old he was. But he was 68. Um, oh, was that okay? Say, so, oh wow, that's yeah, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. It is, um. It is. So yeah, our uh, our best wishes yes, to the family. To of, the family. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, Shawn Michaels. And uh, with Vengeance Day coming up, he took one of these media calls and he addressed the Mandy Rose uh, release situation. These transcripts come to you via our friendos over at Russell Talk. He said, obviously, not the ideal situation. I will say, if I'm allowed to say it for the record, I didn't fire her. I can't fire anybody. Only thing correct any about any of that is that I handle creative. It was unfortunate. I think Mandy was fantastic for us. I absolutely enjoyed working with her. She was a phenomenal champion. We would have loved things to have gone different and been able to build our story with Roxanne, but I was put in a position to where I had to make the call creatively, so we did that. It's one of those things that I've learned doing this job. Nothing comes before the brand. We have to put those things forward, and that's what we did. Roxanne was certainly where we were going. Uh, Roxanne was certainly where we were going regardless. We just went a few weeks earlier than we had expected to. The great thing is, now we're right back on course, and I'll say honestly, I think the world of Mandy Rose, she was nothing but phenomenal with us. We'll miss her, but we're thrilled about Roxanne Perez being the NXT Women's Champion and taking us into the future, uh, end quote, seemingly confirming that Roxanne is totally going to win. Oh, <laughs> yes. Day. Oh, but that yes. was kind of obvious anyways. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, interesting that he made the point to say, hey, listen, I didn't pull the trigger on this yeah. one. But well, he, in terms of releasing like he her, seemingly he was the one to make the call to take the belt off her. Well, you presented with the option of like, hey, she's being released creatively. It's in your court how to handle that. That could be. That that's could be. that's what I gather from that. He's not the one who made that decision, but he was the one who said who was then tasked with how do we get out of this creatively speaking. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, that that's a difficult situation to be presented oh, with. Yeah. It's like, hey this person's being released and you know, she's the champion. How are we going to handle this? Um, I mean, I guess suppose there's any number of ways he could have done that, you know, simply due to situations beyond our control. She's been, she's vacated the title mm-hmm. and have Roxanne win it at that next, whatever that or next have some uh, sort of tournament to crown a new champion. Something. Yeah. Something like <laughs> that. Yeah. But instead he won with the shock win, which I think was probably, probably a good way to go, but yeah, it, yeah. it also sort of defies like, the initial report was like Matt Bloom had seen it and, you know, the decision was made between him and Shawn Michaels. We got to, you know, she has to go. And it seemed a bit more yeah, complicated yeah, yeah, yeah. than yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
yeah, no, it was, it was probably the right call given the circumstances to have Roxanne uh, uh, kind of do this the surprise win over Mandy because coming off the Iron Survivor Challenge, mm-hmm. just what the Saturday before that, it had been kind yeah. of strange to have Roxanne win that and then ha- you know uh, have Mandy vacate the title and then have some other sort of tournament or something to crown a new champion. But like Roxanne's like, I just won this thing. It's the first person to ever win this thing, and I have to fight a whole other field now to get a title shot. That'd be kind of strange. Or even somebody else is like, yeah. you know, also a number one contender. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it made for it made for a nice shock moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunate for Manny that I went down the way that yeah. it is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just unfortunately it sort of is what it is. I don't know. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, anyways, let's talk about this. Do you want Larson an uh, AEW streaming service? Would you Would you plunk down cold hard cash for that? I mean, it depends on the value. Well, according to a oh. recent Bloomberg feature on the company, <laughs> the apparent the answer is yes, you will, Larson. Now, number one, we got to point this out real quick. This Bloomberg feature on Tony Khan features oh, wow. probably the most spectacular cover. I've ever seen I mean, a Bloomberg else. feature. Uh, we uh, we we broke it down. We analyzed it in the pre-show today. We're going to be clipping that and putting that up as its own video over at the Friendo Club Wrestling uh-huh. Channel. Uh-huh. It's where we do our shorter stuff and put up clips of stuff. So you can check that. But it's, it's something this, else. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So, anyways, Bloomberg Bloomberg reported this in March. Khan acquired the small but respected pro wrestling company Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcast Group for an undisclosed sum, adding a new crop of wrestlers, some intellectual property, and an extensive video library. AEW is also considering starting a streaming service, likely through a deal with its broadcast partner Warner Brothers Discovery, according to a person familiar with management's thinking who asked not to be named. Last year, AEW broke $100 million in annual revenue for the first time, the person says. Also, uh, a little note here on the Bloomberg thing. They, uh, Tony Khan claims that the video game is going to come out this month. Oh, wow. In February. February. <laughs> they haven't so, announced a release date. I guess Tony just they, did. Yeah, I guess sometime in February. Sometime you know, in February. Know, be a shock release. Could, here you go. It's out, it's out now. 
Yeah, it's like remember, like people would do that for for a small period to like for albums. Be like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, this just yeah. dropped on their SoundCloud. Yeah, or they do like Radiohead, the the pay what you want model. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty great. I paid my ten dollars. Yeah, I think I actually got like the, the for in rainbows the the the, box oh, the fancy set with the, stuff, the huh? vinyl and stuff like. Was that, that a pay what you want to? No, that was that was a set price. <laughs> um, like One dollar. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting that it's going to release this month. Um, I mean, if 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 there's a place, I know Honor Club exists. Um, so I know there's kind of a place already where you could watch Ring of Honor stuff. I don't know how. I mean, a while back when we when we when that first launched, we had a subscription to it. Like the 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 UI wasn't that good on it. Like you'd search for something, Very and you'd be simple. like, "Gosh, I can't. Why can't I find what I'm looking for?" Yeah. So if there's something where the UI is 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 done well, it's easy to find things. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand it'll take time for them to get. Uh, uh, like the entire back catalog of Ring of Honor stuff on there. But that being said, if there's a place you can easily sit and watch, you know, whatever Ring of Honor show you want to, and you can get get to that show in the span of thirty seconds, yeah, that sounds like a good value. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, but if this is going to be AEW content, you know, put it all together, a eh? like because here's the thing: like right now, if you want, let's say, an episode of Dynamite from Two years ago, yeah. If you just want that, I think they might have it archived on like oh, on TNTDrama.com or something like that. Well, I think it might, maybe, but I, I like the international fight. If you have a VPN, like I think there's a way to get it there. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, like in terms of if you don't want to get a, all that stuff, maybe TNTs. But I would think that they would only go back a certain number. Of, Let's see. Let's see episodes, how far back that goes. I don't know, I know like Xfinity right now. Like if you're on Xfinity on demand, I don't know how far back that goes either. So Prime Joy Bearding says fight has every show. Is that like fight fight or just like the international fight? Because I know that's where people watch AEW International. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it'd be super smart to have, you know, sort of a WWE network esque thing All for right. AEW. So here on TNT Drama, it only goes back as far as the December second episode of Rampage. <clears throat> Let's check mm-hmm. Dynamite, how far back that goes. Uh, Mayor Plan Houston says, okay, Fight has all the AEW shows. But Nick and Kyle says that. All right, yeah, uh, Dynamite goes back to December 7th. That's on. Prime Joy Bearding says it's Fight International. Okay. All right. <laughs> FTW Assassin says, doesn't New Japan World have AEW shows? I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. Know. I don't remember. It seems to be that there might be a market for this here in the good old United States. Yeah. Um, but uh, And, you know, they can put bonus shit who knows but yeah if you, if there's one place it's like ten dollars a month uh for you know their backlog of pay-per-views and their entire backlog of pay-per-views rampage dynamite and the entirety plus, of their tv run yeah and the entirety of uh of ring of honor as well then yeah. i could see that being a, a yeah for me that'd be situation. it would have to involve all of ring of honor in my mind for me to really think about paying for it that'd be weird if they split like ring of honor like if honor club remained its own thing and then AEW had its own that that would be a terrible business idea i know i know i mean once if and when this AEW streaming service comes to be they need to fold honor club into that because otherwise i'm like i've i've literally seen everything you've done AEW. <laughs> you know i've seen every pay-per-view <laughs> i've seen every episode of tv what a mark if, if <laughs> relive these awesome moments Larson. it's my job steve um <laughs> relive those awesome moments but yeah there's i'm sure there's ways i can relive those awesome moments that would pay ten dollars a month you know uh-huh yeah 
Um, yeah, if it's everything, if they tried to do their own AEW network where they just got, and you know, hey, start given that WWE's priority no longer is you know grabbing tape libraries, maybe Tony Khan could start trying to do that. Although hey, WWE owns a shit ton of them, yeah. so I'm not sure how successful. What? What's up? So on Xfinity, they have three episodes from season one, so from late 2019. They have episode four mm-hmm. and episode eight, and that's it. Mm-hmm. From last year, they have four episodes, and they're mm-hmm. all towards the end of the year. Okay. And then they have everything up until this week's episode. All that's right. all they have for on demand. Okay. For Dynamite and Xfinity. So it's just, it's completely random. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Wander This World says Brock is going to buy that ref a steak to apologize. Probably be like a pricey steak. I yeah. think Brock would probably do something cool for him. I would hope so. Yeah. He's like, hey, pal, do you like Starbucks? He's like, uh, kind of. Here's a $50 gift card. I know. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Thanks. I mean, like the pumpkin bread's all right. So, okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Some of their pastries are all right, huh? Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's talk about AEW. Oh, quick, by the way, quick reminder, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. $5 and up. YouTube channel members, right now you guys can check out the very first uh, uh, our, our review, rather, our first retro review of the year. We, we saw WCW Nitro episode one. And then also when that goes, so that's available right now for you guys. This weekend, I'm going to put it up on the actual channel. Yeah. And that's also when the poll's going to go live mm, for the next which one. retro review we're going to do next, which we're going to do that live uh, this next Thursday. So I'm sorry, next Friday, a week from tomorrow mm-hmm. is when we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the options are going to be the first episode of Raw or the first episode of ECW Hardcore TV. Yes. Predictions. So, what do you think is going to win? Yeah, I think it's going to be Raw. It's going to be what? I listened first Raw. Raw. I, I listened to the uh, to the uh, something to wrestle with mm-hmm. uh, about the first episode of Raw, and it was pretty interesting stuff. I'll have to give so, that a listen then. Yeah. It's good stuff. You go like halfway because like a, the, the one that they just upload is like a mega episode. So it's like the first half of it, which is like two hours, is primetime wrestling, which is interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the set, like I think it's like two hours in that they actually get to talk about Raw. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Does so, the, just, the does, Did you listen to any of the conversation about primetime wrestling? Because I wonder if any of that conversation. Oh, I listened to the. Yeah, the I listened thing. to the whole thing. If yeah. that informs the creation of Raw whatsoever, you know. Yeah, it does. It's sort of, you know, I had wondered for the longest time, like. Okay, wait a second. Like, where? What was their TV strategy before? It's kind of so. I've been looking at a lot of the stuff too, and it's sort of interesting to see how they had like kind of different strategies for like syndicated versus the USA stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it it does. It, it is the primetime wrestling stuff is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'd I'd recommend listening to it all, all right. if you have the time. Very well. Very well. Uh, AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, I thought it was a killer episode, man. I thought we had some good wrestling on it. Uh, Samoa Joe, one of my favorite matches. I think this beat there that first match they had. I loved and I love that one. I love this match. I thought it was phenomenal. Samoa Joe just beat the crap out of Darby oh, he, Allen. He he was throwing Darby Allen all over the place. There's 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 times in the world of professional wrestling where two competitors have such great chemistry that you would honestly be able to watch them wrestle every week. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe yeah. and Darby Allen are two such competitors. Absolutely, where their 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 individual strengths feed off each other. Um, you got a case here where Darby loves throwing his body around and taking crazy bumps. You got someone like Samoa Joe who seemingly, at least in kayfabe, relishes and and and, and is, is is joyful about mm-hmm. opportunities to throw people around. Yeah. Um, everything about their three matches have been tons of fun. 
Uh, and, and every match <clears throat> did something new and creative with the idea of Samoa Joe throwing Darby Allen all over the place. Yeah, that's the thing. I love I my dude, I love that Darby came out with the thumbtack jacket, the thumbtack hoodie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you see Joe, who's known as being one of the smarter characters yeah. in ring and out of ring, you know, in the universe, out of the universe, one of the smarter guys in pro wrestling. Uh <laughs> Figuring, trying to figure out on the fly. As soon as the bell ring, Darby Allen starts rushing at him. He's like, "What do I?" Ah! <laughs> but pretty quickly comes a solution. He wraps his towel around his arm and clotheslines Darby and takes the hoodie off. I know it's, it's it was great. It was so awesome. But that first little moment of panic <laughs> was so was so wonderful. Yeah, that whole match is absolutely great. So Samoa Joe beat Darby Allen to get that TNT title back. Uh, and then Wardlow showed up at the end of the mm-hmm. episode. They cut to slap fights as soon as uh, Wardlow was about to powerbomb some poor bastard out of the ring. I thought oh, that was a that was pretty cool. I hope that guy ended up okay. Um, I can't turn the slap fights fast enough, though. Man, oh yeah, See, I just like, I just record dynamite, and once dynamite's over, it doesn't go to slap fight or oh, it just stops. It stops immediately. Yeah. It doesn't bother with no. an overrun or anything. No. Yeah, I was watching it live on the TBS app. And I was like, God, this is so ugly. It's so dumb. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, so that happened. Uh, Jade Cargill was now 50-0. and 0, mm-hmm. Had a pretty decent match. She was pretty dominant over Red Velvet in this match. She was, but this is the closest I think we've come to Jade losing. Because Red Velvet hits her finish during the match. And if not for the ref being distracted. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she had a cover on Jade that was longer than the count of three. And by the time yeah. Aubrey came over to count the pinfall, uh, Jade was able to kick out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yep. the first time you really had a thought in your mind. Oh, Jade could lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always sus about the whole idea that oh, the ref's not there, so they're not kicking out. Because in my head, it's just like oh, well, they don't hear the thing, so yeah. they know they have time. Once you hear this, then oh, I got to kick out. Yeah, it's Jade. Carter. I don't know if you get my kicked shame. in the head, maybe you you don't have your wits about you enough to really be thinking. Oh, okay, I don't hear the. Maybe normal people, but come on, Jade Cargill, come on, get out of here with it. I mean, that's a fair point. Uh, Danielson, Brian Danielson, that is, defeated Timothy Thatcher. Uh, this match was awesome also. Mm-hmm. This was really, really good stuff. Roosh is up next. There was a little wonky little bit of production here with MJF, though. <laughs> because So MJF and Kanosuke uh, Takeshita yeah. have like a little pull-apart you know, thing backstage. And, you know, and then Renee is there. She says, whoa, whoa, wait. Tony Khan is given Kanosuke... Uh, an eliminator match. MJF yeah. is furious, right? Yeah. yeah. Go to commercial, come oh, back. Yeah. We're backstage with like Roosh and them. MJF wanders in, cool as a cucumber, wearing a different shirt. Yeah, it's a different outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and a bit that was obviously pre-taped. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you probably should have put this in a different place on the show. Yeah. With yeah. the same shirt that he was wearing later. Yeah. yeah. Or at least have a reason why he didn't have the same shirt on. Like if Takeshita had ripped the other shirt or something like that. Right, like I understand putting that where it was because it was after the Danielson yeah. match. Like yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But if you think about what was happening throughout that, it's like why he was pissed about the Eliminator thing. Yeah. And then moments later, he walks in with a different shirt. Hey, what's going on, amigos? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like none of that had happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like yeah. Continuity error there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I I thought the um, so we're going to kick this off. We'll just kick this off with the Moxley Hangman uh, match, because uh, I thought I thought this was a really clever finish here with uh, Mox like Hangman. He was doling out this punishment to Mox. Mox kicked out of a buckshot. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, and then in the end, Hangman, after that, Hangman was trying to like submit him, and Mox ended up getting like a, a, a small package. Yeah, yeah. For, he tried to submit him with his own move. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and then Mox ends up getting this weak ass roll up victory, <laughs> and Hangman's yeah. like, "What the hell is that? I thought we we're supposed to be beating the shit out of each other. I want like a finish. That's not it. Come on, that's not what we're doing here." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and you could tell Mox was like, "Ah, screw off." But you know, Mox isn't going to be happy with that. No, so no, where do you see this going, man? Oh, I mean, there's got to be a decisive final bout. Yeah, I would imagine. I, I I'd be surprised if the feud ends here. Then probably have a match at Revolution or something. Maybe a lights out match. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but I, I would think something that has some sort of stipulation involved in it. So, uh, it, it ups the stakes and, uh, I don't know, maybe it's like a, a championship eliminator match where wins this is next in line to face MJF or something, which kind of telegraph hangman winning cause Mox just faced MJF, but nonetheless, something like that. I would do. So uh, you, some people are saying lights out. I like this right here from Nature Fiend. Last, Last man, man standing. standing. That's that what I was sense. thinking. That makes it doesn't sense. make sense because you got to knock the guy out. Yeah. And then, and you know, none of the goofy stuff where they just pile a bunch of shit on the other guy. These guys, the goal should be whatever match where the goal should be concuss the other guy. It should you know? be like you can only win by TKO. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Just set that in the settings. You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. Only TKO. Exactly. It can't be first blood because that match would last about 90 seconds. Yeah, you mean like we literally saw Mox uh, yeah. uh, uh, blade blade last night. He was sitting in yeah. the corner was right, was, was doing this, and then like 30 <laughs> seconds later, he was bleeding from the same spot. <laughs> and the camera couldn't cut away from fast enough when he did this. Yeah. He's doing this on his forehead. I think it was, I think it was, uh, you know, I, I think Mox, it's okay if you can kayfabe him blading. It's, uh, you know, he's getting, my, it's mind games. It's like, oh, you think you're tough? Look at me. Look at this here. I'm, I'm the one making me bleed, not you. <laughs> yeah, not you. You don't get that satisfaction. Only Mox can make Mox bleed. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess so if you put it that way. Um, yeah, really fun bout. Super physical. Went all over the place. Got a power bomb through the timekeeper table. Um, and the down towards the finish, uh, Hangman is like, Posing to the crowd real quick before doing a move. He like mm-hmm. puts up, you know, he says I'm number one twice, essentially. Yeah. Puts up index fingers like this. Um, and then uh, it allows Mox an opportunity to hit him with a huge lariat. They're trading strikes. Page hits the super kick. A small package driver. Hangman going deep into his arsenal for that one. Mox I kicks out. Yeah, I love that move. That was That's good. So nice looking. Uh, so Page rolls the apron. He's looking for a buckshot. Instead, Mox counters with a Death Rider attempt. Page escapes that, hits Tombstone, rolls the apron, hits a buckshot. Mox kicks out of that. And that's when Page locks on the bulldog choke. And Mox grabs Page by his head and just kind of rolls him over a little bit while Hangman still has the, the choke on mm-hmm. to get the win. Uh, afterwards, Claudia and Wheeler come in the ring, not Mox's dad who did walk him down to ringside. Yeah, yeah. Dan. <clears throat> Dan, Dan Moxley. So they they're trying to keep Hangman away from Mox. Says, yeah, because Hangman's like, what the heck was this? I thought we were supposed to knock each other out. And then Mox gets up, kind of flustered. He kind of pushes Hangman, and they talk some crap. And eventually, everybody just kind of leaves. Yeah, they all flip kind each of just other peters out. out. Yeah, I like this though, man. I like that it's it's you know, and I don't know. Maybe this will lead to because yeah, I get you. I get your point. Like they should. I don't want Hangman to go after the world title. Yeah, because he's going to lose to MJF, yeah. and that's just going to be annoying. I'd like to see these guys team up. I think that'd be cool, you know, because that's you – know, what else are you going to do, you know? It's like you make each other bleed, and that's whole Blackpool Combats Club whole thing. Yeah. And Hangman t- typically, like, you know, like with Dark Order, he'll sort of hang out with a faction 
but he's not really part yeah, of Yeah, he'll hang out with you the know? faction kind of when it's convenient for him. Right, exactly. So do this too. You know, hang out with the Blackpool Combat Club. Wheeler Ute will be like all upset about it. You know. What'll, what and, will Wheeler say to Hangman if he were to start hanging out? You're not really part of our crew. <laughs> sure, kid. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's like, I could have you kicked out if I want to. <laughs> I could physically kick you out of this club if I want to. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Anyways, uh, after that, we had a nice little video package with Samoa Joe and Darby Allen for their match later on in the night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we had an interview with uh, uh, Jamie Hayter between Jamie Hayter and the Bunny. And the Bunny's like, look, we're all impressed with your win over Emmy Sakura last week. I think she outshined you. But nevertheless, I know you're not the type of champ to back down from a challenge, right? So here's a challenge for you, me and you, an eliminator match. And then Jamie's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then Renee's like, hold on a second. Something's happening backstage. And then on the monitor behind them, Soraya and Tony Storm are beating the shit out of Britt Baker. And then Soraya's like, hey, hey, this is our house. This is our house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, we had the acclaimed in tag team action against the yeah. Outrunners. Outrunners, baby. Steve Sarah tag team. <laughs> I manifested this shit. You did. <laughs> um, quick match, claimed win with their, their finished combo. Uh, afterwards, Gun Club come to the ring. And Colton says, hey, that was a good match, but we're here to talk about something serious. We want a shot at your belts, and we want an answer right now. And then Bowen says, you want an answer. You do realize you're interrupting the most popular tag team in wrestling, your forever champs, the acclaimed. And seeing as though the acclaimed are the people's choice and the people's voice, why not ask the people? So he pulls the crowd. Uh, do the ass boys deserve a title shot? Crowd boos, chant no. Bowen says, the people have spoken. No. So uh, Gun Club and Acclaim start pushing each other. Billy steps in and says, I'm so sick of this. I'm done with all that, all this. Go ahead, you guys. Beat the shit out of each other. And he leaves. I and like, you know what I like about that moment, too? <clears throat> he wasn't mic'd. Yeah. yeah. He was like, he was just walking away, but he's so huge and like he's got a big voice. Yeah. Not like you could just you hear t- it. Whatever. You could totally pick it up on the mic. Also, yeah. I love that the Outrunners started the match scissoring. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> and the acclaimed legitimately looked tickled by it until one of them hit him with a super kick yeah which was pretty funny itself yeah so then uh austin gunn says uh go ahead and do exactly what you did our entire entire childhood and turn your back on us why don't you do what you used to do and drown your sorrows in the bottom of a pill bottle Ooh. Mm. so that Mm. makes billy upset he turns around goes back to the ring gets right in austin and colton's face says you think you've uh you just put your big boy pants on huh then uh, just step up. You just stepped up, and made the biggest mistake of your life. Do you think you have what it takes? Do you think you have what I had? Well, I guess we'll see next w- week on Dynamite. You got it. You got your tag title shot. 
It's going to be very sad when Billy Gunn turns on the acclaimed and his I know. children win those tag titles because I uh-huh. kind of feel like that's going to happen. It's dude. entirely possible, yeah. I thought this was really good stuff. Like when he, <clears throat> after uh, Austin said that, and then uh, uh, Billy Gunn walks back and Austin couldn't look at me. You know, there was a little glitch with the microphone. Yeah, they yeah. had to do that, but they covered that pretty well. Um, Austin couldn't look Billy Gunn in the face because he immediately like regretted what he said. Yeah, about he the realized he crossed the line there. Yeah. And he was like, look at me. And the funny thing is side by side, you just see how much of a fucking statue man Billy Gunn is compared to his. I mean, this, this is DNA here, man. <laughs> you know, But he is like, golly, he's huge. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's easy. 6'4", like, 6'5", six, six, probably 280. He is a massive, yeah, massive. Yeah, he's huge. Dude. He is humongous. And he was like, look me in the eyes when I'm talking to you, you know, very forcefully. And, and finally, uh, Austin did. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought that I thought that was really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It does seem like I mean, I, I've seen this not just here in chats and people are saying that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think it's like telegraphed all that much, but I could see it happening because I think it'd be an interesting story beat. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Mm-hmm. And, and if it could even just be a situation where Billy's like, I still don't really like my kids, but I feel bad. I'm doing this. Yeah, no, guilt, he's yeah, he's you know? making you know, Trying he's making things right. For the mistakes he yeah. made when when they were younger. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it it makes logical. It, it actually does. It makes, makes a lot of sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. After that, we had a Jungle Boy interview. He says, uh, "Well, you know, I had an amazing time teaming with Hook, and he had my back when nobody else did. But I've done the tag team thing before. In fact, I've been all the way at the top of that mountain. I fell all the long way back down. But this year is not about that. This year I'll be champion again, but this time all by myself. And that was it. All by myself. After that, we had, oh, man, this is a fun match. It was. Kanosuke Takeshita versus Brian Cage. Also, this is, I think, Takeshita's first, like, sort of big win on cable TV. Because yeah, well, most of them, most of his matches are high profile you know, big name opponents that, of course, he's going to lose. And uh, this is Brian Cage now, the Ring of Honor, one of the Ring of Honor six-man champions. Mm-hmm. Just taking L after L. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it's a really fun bout. Um, Takeshita gets the win here. Uh, but, yeah, everybody got their stuff in. Mm-hmm, Save for yeah. Brian Cage to get the drill claw. Otherwise, maybe he would have won. Didn't happen, though. Yeah. No, this was a really, really fun match, though. It yeah, really was. It really was. Stuff. The finish saw Takeshita hit a super kick. Uh, Cage follows with an F5. And so Cage puts Takeshita on the top rope. He goes up top two. Takeshita hits like an avalanche brain buster mm. and follows with his jumping knee to get the win. Mm. Takeshita's yeah. got such a fun arsenal of moves. He does, and he's so smooth. He is. He is. And yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's just how he lays his matches out, but it's just the way they build towards the finish. Is it, yeah. It, it, it gets you invested in the match. Yeah, it does. It, it is. It's like one of those things that it's not really, you can't necessarily put your finger on it, mm-hmm. but you can't turn away during his yeah. matches. They're just yeah. so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Plus Brian, Brian cage is so he's so underrated. He just looks like big Jack dude, but man, he is such a smooth wrestler as well. He mm-hmm. is what he can do is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had a Jericho appreciation society interview. Renee asked Jericho if he has a reaction to Stark's, uh, cheating accusations and he says cheating uh, he says we haven't worked together in five years and you accuse me of cheating he says let me say this Renee Ricky Starks you didn't lose to a baseball bat and a baseball bat here nope no baseball bat you lost to the Jericho Appreciation Society and now you challenge us how can I get another match with Chris Jericho well we actually have an idea of how we can do that don't we Sammy and Sammy's like oh yeah we do he says Garcia and I put our heads together and we came up with a great idea the Guevara Garcia, no, wait, 
the Garcia Guevara gauntlet, baby. And Garcia's like, hey, thanks, man. Uh, then Renee says, okay, well, what is that? Garcia says, it's a pretty easy concept. He says, Ricky, first you're going to have to beat Cool Hand Ange. And if that happens, you'll have to beat Daddy Magic. That's right! And then if you beat Daddy Magic, you got to go up against either Guevara or myself. We'll let you know the night of. Then if you make it past us, then you can get your hands on Jericho. And Jericho says, Ricky, you don't call the shots around here. The Jericho Appreciation Society does. If you get through the gauntlet, I'm ready to whoop your ass. Uh, then we go to, I think it's Wright State. So mm-hmm. is Jericho, hold on a second. Does what? that mean Jericho is the last piece yeah. of the gauntlet? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's a, that's a win for Jericho. There. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll make it through the gauntlet, and then Jericho, that'll be, yeah, exactly. that's, that's a good protected loss for, uh, yeah, it is, for Ricky, Ricky Starks. Starks there. Yeah. So uh, I believe it's Wright State where the, the campus they're at there in Dayton. Uh, they're in the gym. The elite are on the basketball court. And so Matt says, check it out. It's your first time, uh, first ever two-time trios champs. The Elite and Kenny says, all right, top flight. I saw what you did. After a best of seven in the ladder match, you got one up on the Young Bucks. How about next week you bring your friend A.R. Fox? We'll put these belts on the line, and you guys could shoot your shot. But when you shoot that shot, you better not miss because the Elite never miss. And then he hands Nick uh, the ball because he's got a, a Nike Elite basketball in his hands. He hands it to Nick. Nick drains the jumper. Nick's got good form on that jump shot there. How much, uh, how many takes was this? It was all one shot, yeah, including the stuff with the firm. I mean, obviously, they could just start over instead of going, yeah, through yeah, the yeah, firm yeah, stuff, yeah, but. yeah, 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 because the stuff preceding the jumper is not that long, so totally no do more than three. His, once, form looked, his form looked really good. Do you think once he hit it, yeah, there's a lot of pressure though. We're rolling, it is. okay, it is. we're rolling. They go through their lines, okay, let me get this. And Nick's like, my jumper's <sighs> feeling wet today, one take. <laughs> I'm really curious how many takes it was. So anyways, the firm steps in. Stokely says, let me get this straight. You three are doing nothing all week. And Paige says, you have the week off? Our guys don't have that luxury. We make them work every single week, and I want to keep that streak going. So how about this? The three of you against myself, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy this Friday, and Rampage. And Kenny just says flat out, no, not going to happen. So Don Callis says, but hey, that's Matt Hardy. We get footage of you hitting him with a one-winged angel. We can make that into an NFT yeah, man, and make lots of money. And Hardy says, well, what about an NFT of me hitting you with a twist of fate? And Kenny says, okay, if it's about a match, you got it. This Friday on Rampage, the elite versus whatever you guys call yourselves. We'll see you there. So then Cassidy steps up to Kenny and puts his arm around him and says, I hope you're ready because we are. And then he does this right in Kenny's ear. Uh, Kenny's like, get away from me. And so, oh man, uh, oh man. And so, Paige tells Cutler to cut the camera. Matt's like, you don't talk to him that way. Now, shut the damn camera off, Cutler, idiot. This is pretty funny stuff here. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you moaned in his ear. <laughs> He's like, uh. oh man. Uh, after that, we had Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. I really wish we had this Timothy Thatcher in NXT. I feel like we had like sound of a, a semi lobotomized version of him. Yeah, because like he's so intense. But in NXT, it was like, "Hey, let's talk about like technique. Let's let's have a class here, kids." And then he'd fuck people up and everything. But then they teamed him with Champa, and it was just weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah, this was a fun match. What you expect? Thatcher trying to destroy Danielson's arm. Danielson mm-hmm. doing whatever he can to try to get out of the predicament of getting his arm wrecked. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun bout. So down towards the finish, Brian's hitting a bunch of elbows. Thatcher catches one. Brian gets his his arm free, sinks on a chokehold. 
Thatcher mm-hmm. then rams Danielson to the corner. Well, the ref's there. We got a ref bump. Mm-hmm. So Thatcher hits a belly to back, and then MJF walks out towards the ring down the ramp, puts on the dynamite diamond ring, and then Takeshita flies in, and he and MJF start brawling. They go backstage. So then Thatcher locks on the Fujiwara armbar. Uh, Danielson gets his foot in the bottom rope. So Thatcher is hitting forearms to Brian's injured shoulder, hits a belly to backs, looking for another. Instead, uh, Brian counters with the German suplex and hits a knee plus for the win. And we go backstage. And this at now, MGF has gotten the better of the brawl with Takeshita, throws a chair at him, tries to ram into a table back there. Takeshita reverses it, rams MJF into the table. They start hockey fighting. Refs, producers come to break it up, and that's when Renee steps in and says, Tony Khan has made a eliminator match between Takeshita and MJF uh, next week. I like the uh, when, when Brian hit that knee plus on Thatcher. He sold him like a concussion. Yeah. His arm was doing this weird stuff oh, yeah, over yeah. here. It was Thatcher is great, man. I hope we see more of him. I hope so, too. Either in AEW. I mean, I don't have time to check out Noah's stuff, but uh, all the clips they show of Thatcher is, is are pretty if, great. If And Thatcher's great, but it'd be great to have him on for no other reason than to hear from Sacramento, California. I know, right? I know. Great. He's a very Sacramento-looking dude, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, after that, so yeah, we do the MJF stuff, the eliminator. He's steamed. He's pissed. He's oh, wearing he's a black shirt. Yeah. He's pissed. He's wearing a black shirt. This Taz is, this, is not happy about it. either. Yeah. MJF says, I'm not wrestling on TV. I mean, that was yeah, his thing. Right, yeah. He won the title. I'm not wrestling on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we have a quick swerve Strickland promo. Uh, he says, it's been a real relaxing couple of weeks for swerve and the mogul affiliates and, and all since getting rid of some dead weight. He says, till I was re-triggered. He says, and then Dustin. Uh, he says, Dustin standing on my set with my interviewer, and then the he says the Rhodes family legacy gets under my skin with your father, Dusty Rhodes, giving Keith Lee the limitless moniker. So since he's not here, Dustin's not here either. Let's find some other second generation punk boy to get rid of on Rampage. That means you, Brian Pillman, and uh, he says, isn't that right? Uh, what's the Parker, the dude Parker? Parker. Well, first he says Parker, and then it was Trench. Trench, yeah. Is this the first time he's been named, or yeah, has he been named so. before? Okay, I think that's the first time he's been named. Yeah. Trench is the guy's name. Yeah. So after that, we have a Roosh interview. Now, keep in mind, this is moments after MJF wearing a black shirt. Three minutes most. Three minutes. Pissed most. off. Just yeah. hot, yeah. hot. Right. Uh, Lexi is there doing the interview. Says so next week Roosh is going to be facing uh, Brian Danielson. How do you feel going into the match? And Roosh is like, well, then there's a knock on the door. MJF enters, says hello. He's got sunglasses on, cool as a cucumber. He's got a gray shirt on here. Yeah, it's like a lighter shirt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, he said, uh, here's the deal. He says, uh, my Spanish is como se dice mid, <laughs> which was funny. He says, but I know one language that's universal. He opens a briefcase f- just full of money, right? Hundred dollar bills on top of each of the stacks. Yeah, of with money. $1 bills probably underneath, yes. Well, that's my question to you, Larson. Eyeballing this briefcase, how much money do you think, if they're all hundreds in there, if they're oh. all hundreds, that's got to be like 50 large, right, if I know my movie conventions pretty so well. So I believe in every stack of, you know, they have the bands around them. Okay, yeah. So every stack is 100. So 100 to hundreds. So that'd be 10,000 10,000, yeah. And there were like 20 stacks in there. Yeah. $200,000? Yeah, probably something like that. That's like a tenth of his salary if he makes good money. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, he says he has five of them more. 
which is a, which is like half of his yearly salary. Yeah, Let's say MJF dollars. makes two million dollars. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he says here, this one here, yours, free of charge. He hands it to Jose. He says, I got five more filled to the brim. All you gotta do is beat Danielson by any means necessary. All I need you to do is rip Brian Danielson's arm off and beat him over the head with it. Can you pull that off for me? He tells Jose to translate for Roosh. And so Jose does, and then Roosh responds like he talks for a while in Spanish. Well, he's I saw a translation later and it's basically yeah. I'll take your money and I'll do this, but then I'm gonna take your title. Yeah. And so uh, he's like, do it. Do he said, what did he say? And Jose says, we have a deal. And he's like, okay, that sounded a lot more like we have a deal. He says, look, you don't have to like me. All you got to do is get the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill. Uh, before the match really begins, I think before the bell rings, Jade's in the mm-hmm. ring holding up the TBS title. And then Red Velvet blasts her from behind. Um, she gets the early advantage. On Jade, eventually, Jade catches a super kick from Red Velvet. Misses a form, though, but hits a wheelbarrow suplex. That looked like it hurt. Yeah, no kidding. Um, got a two there. And then Jade dominates through picture and picture. Eventually, she misses a back elbow. Red Velvet hits a drop kick, a code breaker, some more kicks. Uh, but she runs to the pump kick. Jade gets a two count there. So then Kira Hogan runs down to ringside and pushes Layla Gray into the ring step. So yeah. another ref comes ringside to, to keep Kira from uh, interfering in the match. Aubrey's distracted by all that. Mm-hmm. And so while that's happening, Red Velvet hits her finish, covers Jade for, I don't know, like a count of four or five. Aubrey finally turns around, starts to make the count. Jade kicks out. Mm-hmm. So then Velvet, Red Velvet puts on a short arm scissor. Jade powers her up. Red Velvet's looking for a sunset flip, and Jade just seemingly effortlessly picks her up. Oh, yeah. Right into Jaded for the win. The way they're getting creative with how they're go- getting into Jaded to finish matches has been really great. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool to see that because it's been like every single match, it's like a different way she gets somebody yep. into that position. Yep. She just doesn't pick them up and do it. Yep. Yeah, it's great yeah, now it's, that it's, now it's like a situation where it, jaded was already like a dominant move. No one kicks out of. Now she can hit it any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that yeah. they're adding kind of wrinkles to Jade's offense. Seems like Red Velvet's going to have a bone to pick with Kara Hogan now because yeah. she was inadvertently, you know, I know yeah. she was trying to help, but cost her the win there potentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. after that we had a Britt baker interview renee asked hey how you feeling you just got your ass kicked in the parking lot and she's like you know renee it's fine i'm fine if that's how they want to play that's fine uh she says but just remember and then ruby soho uh, steps in ruby soho steps in she says hey man i just heard about what happened are you good she's like am i good those are your girls and ruby's like whoa 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 i had nothing to do with that i don't know what you're talking about Britt says yeah you were in wwe with them you you've known them a long time so I find it weird that you just now showed up. She said, but yeah, I'm good. And then Jamie's like, she's great, actually. And then Ruby's like, Ruby just I, can read, I can read a room. I'm out of here. Yeah. I mean, I thought so Ruby which, already made it pretty clear that she's Team AEW. Which side is she going to ultimately be on, man? Well, I mean, if, if this kind of stuff keeps happening, they're going to uh, force her from Team AEW to Team WWE. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Ruby's made it perfectly clear thus far. I've I I'm I'm Team AEW because they gave me an opportunity here that I wasn't getting at the other place. Yeah, right. And so she's all in an AEW. But if Britt keeps giving her shit like this, it's gonna drive her away. Yep. Yeah, I don't know why Tony Storm would be Team WWE. Like they treat her like crap there. Yeah, they did. The whole pie thing. Yeah. Yeah, the main yeah. roster especially. I mean, even yeah, in NXT, absolutely. they didn't really do much with her. No, they didn't. They didn't remember like there was like little flashes of her like being a bad guy. Which yeah, was, like, and that was cool. the best stuff she did there. Yeah, and it was the best stuff she did. Yeah, 
anyways, man, Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen. Talked about this a little bit. Like I said, Darby comes to the ring with a hoodie just covered in thumbtacks. <laughs> Joe's like, the hell am I supposed to do with this? But then, like you said, smart guy takes his towel and then is able to take it off. Uh, Joe gets a table from under the ring. As he's getting the table out, Darby hits the table, and this looked legit. It oh, looked yeah. like the side of the table that hit Joe in the man. temple. Yeah, and he was busted open from it that. It was like right here. Yeah, it looked rough. There was a video of him later on. Yeah, it gets stitched uh, up. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, you know, the, the rest of this, there's just a lot of just Joe just throwing. There was that one spot towards towards the end. It was when it was before Darby ended up going through the table. But Joe just like flung yeah. him over the top. Yeah, like it was it was violent, but it wasn't like here. I'm going to throw you and let the he just like threw him like garbage down. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. it was great. Yeah. It's a couple of times where Joe was chuckling. Mm-hmm. About just throwing uh, Darby all over the place. So let me see here. So down towards the finish, Joe uh, is going for a power bomb. Darby throws powder in his eyes to escape. Hits code red, a stunner. Puts the thumbtack hoodie back on. Hits Joe with mm-hmm. a coffin drop. But Joe kicks out. Mm-hmm. So Darby then goes down to the floor, gets some like a, a box cutter or something from the ring, and starts cutting off the ropes that hold the canvas down on the ring. Starts yeah. peeling that back, yanking the padding out just to expose a corner so it's just wood. Mm-hmm. And so while Darby's doing that, Joe rolls to the floor by a table that he's up against the barricade earlier. So Darby is looking for a suicide dive, and Joe just does that sidestep thing he does all the time, and it's great. <laughs> but this sends Darby crashing through that table. Yeah, right. And so then Joe puts him back in the ring, puts the thumbtack hoodie on the mat, power bombs Darby onto it, wraps the hoodie around his face, and starts choking him with it. So Darby gouges Joe in the eyes blasts him with the chair and so Joe's in the corner where the exposed wood is and Darby goes up top well Joe pushes the ref into the ropes mm-hmm. so Darby loses his footing he gets crotched on the top turnbuckle and then Joe hits him with the muscle buster off the second rope mm-hmm. onto yeah. the exposed wood oh god to get the win that's rough man it was, was awesome rough. fantastic yeah, was pretty stuff. great that was pretty great so Joe's bleeding he's celebrating his win uh Wardlow comes to the ring he hits Joe with some ground to pound. He's looking for a power bomb. Joe gets out of there as quickly as he can, rolls out of the ring. So then security rushes by Joe as Joe's getting up the ramp. Wardlow fights them off and eventually power bombs one of the guards out of the ring onto all the other guards on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then previously on Slap Fight. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing Wardlow's going to win the TNT title back, probably a revolution. That makes sense. Yeah, we're a month out from that. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want Joe to lose at this point because he's so much fun. What is the? What do you think the women's title match is going to be at Revolution? Jamie Hayter. That is a good question. Because right now they're sort of beefing with. Tony are they going to do like a, a? Are they going to do like a multi-woman match? They could do like a three-on-three tag match. Yeah, Hayter, Soraya, and Ruby, maybe, maybe, or and then Ruby. Yeah, maybe. You know. I don't know. Hmm. Or Hater, Tony, and Ruby. Hater, Tony, Ruby. That's a possibility. Yeah, there's a different a bunch of different combinations there. I'm trying to think of something that would play into the whole whose side are you on. Yeah, 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 thing. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we've got a couple of question threads. Uh, if you want to take the Patreon, I will take the uh, YouTube. I got it. All right. I am not there quite yet. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to be there soon. I promise. All right. Very uh, well. So yeah, channel members on YouTube, 
uh, and patrons. $5 and up on patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Y'all have priority on questions here on the show. Uh, let's take a look here. Oh, we got. All right, here we go. Uh, Lincoln Phoenix says, will you keep covering WWE if it's sold to the Saudis? Yes, we will. Yeah. I, I don't know how. To, I'm not going to feel great about it, but yeah, we will. I mean, there's no way around it. This, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to feel good about it, but that's that's kind of like the foundation of our business is covering WWE's product. So right, like we'd we'd have to like cover, and we just wouldn't be able to do this for a living. We'd have to get other jobs, probably. <laughs> we'd well, we'd have to cover something else, movies or some shit. I don't know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> you want to see his phone some shit in? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um. Nikhil says, just a general question on refs. Why are wrestling referees so fragile compared to other combat sports where the refs have some combat training if something goes wrong? Example, when Brock was eliminated from the Royal Rumble and started choking that ref. I mean, for the most part, uh, aside from Jack Daddy ref, most of the refs aren't as physically imposing as the wrestlers. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's to sell the idea that these, these wrestlers, wrestlers are larger than life personalities and characters yeah yes. yes yeah they're super powered so like mere mortals simply there to you know enforce Count the rules yes yeah. you know they're gonna be they're gonna be easily dispatchable by these super mm-hmm. humans mm-hmm. if you will yeah uh, let's see here. although i mean i feel like jack daddy ref could probably uh handle his business inside the ring oh i would imagine so yeah absolutely you know, he reached out to us on Facebook. I know. It was years ago. Years ago. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't check my Facebook. The, the, our, our company are our, our going and off Facebook for the longest time. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Jack Daddy reached out to us. Tom Talks Rubbish with a super chat says, thanks, you all, for being nice people to me. Well, thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Hope you're doing, doing well. Uh, Pizza Core Kid here on YouTube says, an important match, match in WWE history doesn't happen for whatever reason. Oh, by the way. Stone Cold Steve Austin reviewed the Royal Rumble 2023 in YouTube shorts form and on TikTok. Oh, wow. I uploaded that today. Yeah, we got the exclusive. Yeah, the whole Royal Rumble in one minute. Wow. That's as much effort as I'm willing to put into a Stone Cold review these yeah. days. Yeah. But it's a fun, it's a re, it's actually really good. You know, you know, like eight minutes of Stone Cold, all that kind of stuff. You don't need that. One minute is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. it's a, it's a, a wrestle juice on the shorts there. And then uh, on our TikTok at Friendo Club. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, this is a good question. An important match in WWE history doesn't happen for whatever reason, but the course of WWE today is still relatively the same. What match doesn't happen? uh, So this isn't a match, but it's a moment that everybody says, big moment. It's the King of the Ring promo from Stone Cold. Mm. I think he would have been fine. He would have done some Something. other kind of yeah. promo that would have blown up in t-shirt sales uh, regardless. Uh, uh, the empty arena match. It changed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't know. I really don't know if, like... Okay, so... One match clearly that changed the history of WWE was Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. Right? Like, that 
Mr. McMahon became a thing. Yes, it's, yeah. I think that did change yeah, quite a bit. But I, there's very few instances where one match was so pivotal to the rise and fall or the, the fortune of a particular company that if you take that match out of existence, like there'd be a massive butterfly effect. Everything would be different, you know? So like you used to watch endlessly when you were a kid, VHS tapes of, for example, like WrestleMania three, right? Yeah. One, you've yeah, said usually something one, like yeah. that. Yeah. One. Okay. Well, let's take Andre and Hogan out of the equation. I kind of feel like WWE would have gone on this a similar route that it did. I don't know if that moment. I mean, would have by been. the point that match happened, Hogan was already like a household name. It wasn't like that yeah, right. launched him into another stratosphere. Yeah, as much yeah. as they want to frame it that way. Yeah, I mean, right, it was right, it, right. it was huge in that it, they got the moment of him body, body slamming Andre, which in oh. The, Sorry, this is a good one. Broken wheelchair yeah, says Booker one. T versus Buff. That is Bagwell. a good one. That might have torpedoed WCW, the brand in WWF, kind of period. If it was Booker T versus a good wrestler, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like if they had a killer match, I don't, I still don't know if that would have been enough. Because if you read the, was it the Guy Evans Nitro book? I forget, or maybe it was just a bunch of observers. Because I, I remember I was looking into that stuff, and like they're they're approach to WCW was kind of hampered by like the lack of a TV slot anyways. Yeah. Like they were honest. They were looking at like Saturdays at one in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like what? Then no, that's never going to be a thing. Like that's not going to work. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, if you take Hogan Andre out of it, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a huge match for a variety of reasons, but if that match never happened, I don't think it hampers Hogan's success whatsoever. Yeah. Like maybe I mean God if if Vince didn't have the financing for WrestleMania one which was related to his time slot on on you know uh, uh, Jim Crockett all that stuff Ted Turner and Ted Turner buy like that slot back from or something for a million dollars or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, and that's how he financed WrestleMania maybe maybe yeah. but I think Vince would have figured out a way to yeah some way or another it would do happen. it anyways yeah. Uh, David Matushek here asks, considering that Wardlow has returned to AEW, will we see glimpses of changes to his character post-injury? There's no more Wardlow's world, please. Nice haircut. Yeah. Good looking, man. That haircut, I think that haircut is a huge step up from Mm -hmm. the man bun thing. Mm -hmm. You got a head of hair like that, you can look that sharp with like a close, you know, a a short hair, head of hair. Do it, man. Yeah. Handsome dude. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, what was the question? Oh, changes to his character. Yeah, drop the stupid catchphrase. Wardlow's yeah. world. Come on, man. Yeah, do better. I don't that. see a lot of Wardlow world shirt out there. If it was like, oh man, this is making me a million bucks a month. Yeah, go ahead and do it. But I don't think. Well, that's the problem the case. is that the catchphrase is never going to make anybody's a million dollars a month. That's the thing. Yeah, it's a bad catchphrase. It's a bad catchphrase. Um, David Martinez says, "Do you think Sting will retire before having one more title run?" David, you know what? I was hoping Sting would come down at the end there and challenge Samoa Joe for that TNT title because I'll be months, months late, late months but I late. still want to see that. I'll feel somewhat vindicated. No, I mean, I, Sting's there, I think, to help talent get over, and I, 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 don't, I don't see him winning the title, though. I don't. If Maybe, it's anything, unless it's a tag title. Maybe he and Darby win the tag title. That's what that, I was no. going to say. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of titles, uh, Brandon Monroe asked, when Cody and W eventually split the titles, who should be the universal champ on SmackDown first? Uh, Brandon says, Gunther, but I wonder if you have different opinions. Put on Drew McIntyre. And then have yeah. Gunther beat him for it. Yeah, Drew. I like that. 
I think that's yeah, dude. He needs his big man. I texted you this yesterday, but oh, that's that that segment was awesome. We gotta watch it on Smash Zone tonight. It's so like good. somebody remind us. So the Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns contract signing that was in Thunderdome. That's like a top three Thunderdome it's moment so right good. there. It Roman's evisceration of Drew McIntyre and Drew's inability to do anything but sit there and just sort of take it. Oh man, Roman chuckling when he says. You're you're the champion. They get you can't get Roman. You can't get Roman. Send Drew. Oh man, it was it's such a good moment. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Edward Munoz asks, "Is there any chance we could get a Q and A with Triple H one day?" I mean, it depends on his availability. Usually, we're lucky oh, if we wow. get one. You know what, Three, man? Four minutes. Oh, so uh, this is so SRDM says in our Twitch chat. Sean Rossap tweeted. The AW video game definitely isn't coming out this month. <laughs> I, th- I thought I saw. Yeah, I thought uh, that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, wait, what was your did you Triple H Q&A one day? I said it depends on his availability. He's a very busy man. February 28th, uh, 25th when we do our subathon. Oh, try again for like five minutes for a Q&A. Sure. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what does this say? Uh, for fourth Hammond. I don't know. This is Fort Hammondem says, uh, completely unrelated wrestling, but always wondered if Steve had any affiliation, to any British sports teams when he lived here, I was a child. And although I remember like premier league stuff, I don't even know if it was premier league. Then it was so long ago being on the TV a lot. Like it was just sort of in the ether. Cause we lived there. Um, I didn't have any, I, I was like a kid, so I didn't really care. Like I was like, Oh, I, you know, I like watching this stuff and I played a bunch of soccer when I was a kid and we play like other, like other British teams would come in and we'd play against them and they're always better than us because <laughs> it's like in their DNA. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't. I loved, I loved my time there. I had a blast, but didn't have any, like nobody on base really was like, Oh, we want, you know, Tottenham, whatever, mm. whatever. You know, even Arsenal, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Tottenham is like closest to where we were. Gotcha. That would have been our our team if location mattered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, there was there was it was a much bigger like I, I remember vividly when one of them years it was uh what was it, the Niners versus the Bengals I think in eighty eighty eight or something like eighty eight. I remember vividly like people caring about American football because it was an American Air Force base, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. people cared about American stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take a quick break here because. Uh, for those watching on YouTube, do us a favor. Give us a thumbs up. Give us we a got like. 400 people watching right Just now. We have 100 likes. Give us a like, please. Let's please. try to get that up before we. Uh, Mayor Planet Houston here says, How does MJF have all that money? We know Tony Khan isn't paying him that much. In kayfabe, he's always been wealthy. So, yeah, that's the thing. In kayfabe, he comes from money. So, like, he's independently wealthy. Um, it was in kayfabe. He had money on principle. He wanted all the money from Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, oh, now I've got money. He's always had that. Hence the Burberry thing. Yeah. Even though that's not legit. Like kind of anybody can get It's really not that. It's not that. Well, it's a pretty expensive scarf. It's like a $300 scarf. That's pretty pricey for a scarf. That's expensive for a scarf for us. Yeah. For like an actual rich person. That's all. Oh, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Nikolai says, should Sami Zayn return to his previous theme song? Mm, you mean like 
the the one he had in NXT or the one he had before oh, joining the Bloodline? Oh, oh, I think the character needs to go through more progression uh, before we get back to that the the ska theme. You can't just have him show up on SmackDown with that theme. It's not going to fit his current state of mind. Yeah, I don't see any reason to do that. I really don't. I don't think that I don't look. I that the ska theme was fine. Um, like I don't know if he wins. If he wins the tag titles, if like he comes out and he's happy and everything's good again, maybe I guess I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think that there was enough of a departure from. I mean, I know the newer theme is different. Yeah, it's not Scott like, at all. No, I know, but like, it's it also didn't really. I don't know. It didn't stand he, out at all. No, he dances regardless. Yeah, like he, you know, he still does a goofy dance. I don't know that in tone. I guess it was different. Yeah, it's pretty in terms of tone. It's significantly different. Well, I know, but it's not like it's like doom and gloom. It's really not that. It's not that much of a departure, to be honest with you. You can't sing along to the other one. His NXT one, you can't. You just did. Yeah, but it's not like oh, like people sing along to Sammy's old thing. They don't do it to the new one. It's not that big of a difference. Uh, let's see here. That's it. That's all the questions oh, I have. I got on one YouTube. more from Luis Ariza. What AEW wrestlers would benefit in Triple H's WWE? Luis here says Brian Cage and LFI. Uh, I mean, Brian Cage is a really good wrestler. Still, it's, it's the same thing from a character standpoint. Who is he? Mm. <laughs> you know, and until. They, he or him and Triple H could work that out. I don't know if his situation would be dramatically improved. He's a machine. Yeah, what does that mean? He's made of metal and gears. Okay, maybe maybe some wires, like a positronic brain. If all right, Star all right. Trek well, how does that how does how does that inform who he is? He's trying to figure out how to be human. Then that's okay. Yeah. Then let's see that story play out. We don't see that. Oh yeah, sure we do. You know. He gets in the ring. And he does I mean, I guess shit. maybe in terms of, of learning geography or something like that. <laughs> the layout of the United States. Where's the street fight? He's asking. Right. Yeah. And then and then he gets criticized. He's like, oh, I don't understand humans. He called me a big dumb bitch. Yeah. But, but we I don't see that com- play out on TV. That's but I can compute three million, you know, algorithms per second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. He, he, you know, he had a lot of personality. During the when he was in the background on the impact streams when it was his wife doing, mm-hmm. you know, when she was like in her bedroom, just being like, hey, guys. And then she has to, like, skip over a bunch of rude comments <laughs> in the impact Twitch chat. No wonder they shut that down. It was a fucking cesspool. It was. It was. Poor Melissa Santos. It really and, But yeah, he's got he's got he's he's a father of a lizard. He's got a little lizard named Lizard Steve. That's true. How could we work with that? <laughs> I mean, does does the, does he bring Lizard Steve to the ring with him? And then he's like, "Lizard Steve, where are you? Where's Lizard Steve?" And they're like, "Don't, don't tell him. It's that stain over there." Yeah. No, Lizard Steve. It's like John Wick. He's like John Wick, but with a lizard instead of a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's your character. There's your. We character. cracked it. Pitch that to Triple H next time you talk to him. There we go. All right, I'll do that. Yeah, I remember we made a, a Melissa Santos emotes 
to use in the in the impact switch and then she thought that impact had made them and we're like no they still have scott steiner emotes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like they have they have completely you know out of date like they yes. have emotes people who are in nxt right now yeah they're pretty antiquated emotes yes but in that moment she was very happy so i didn't want to try to explain you know yeah, oh no yeah, we yeah, made yeah, them yeah. it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna complicate the whole whole, whole thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah Oh, man, oh, man. Anyways, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. You can get your merchandise right now. Friendoshop.com. Use the code RUMBLE to get 20% off. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.